Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, all you wonderful people out there in podcast land. We appreciate you tuning in to Menu Monday, The Recipe with Coach Chef Dre Blass coming to you on Intentional Talk Radio Network. Again, I thank you guys for chiming in today and listening. Um, we're going to have some incredible guests uh, that's going to be coming throughout the show today. We have a phenomenal guest and, and this is a partner and friend of mine that's going to be on a little bit later. You know, she's doing a parenting thing, so I'm trying to give her some time to, you know, corral the children and uh, then be able to hop on the show. But I'm excited for you guys to be here for the recipe menu minute with Chef Coach Dre Blast. Once again, you know, it's always awkward for me to talk to third person. You know, I've never been that person that say, this is Andre, and I'm Andre. And, you know, it's just it's just weird every time I do it, but I'm starting to get used to it. I'm starting to get used to it. So, as you know, we always start off with a sponsor, and today's sponsor is also going to be uh, the founder and CEO of the, the, the organization that's sponsoring today's show. She'll be coming on a little bit later. So, uh, but I've got plenty to talk about. You know me, I've always got plenty of content, plenty of content. So um, our sponsorship for today is SOAR Hospitality and Travel YLC. SOAR is an acronym that stands for Success Over and Above Reality, empowering underserved youth to become future change agents. Now, SOAR is uh, uh, our vision at SOAR is to be a proficiently performing academic organization with a national, nationally and internationally recognized program noted for showcasing the potential of our inner city youth to promote values, integrity, respect for others and their community while broadening individual scholastic achievement. Now, excuse me, SOAR is a multifaceted 501c3 nonprofit organization aimed at empowering youth in underserved communities to become future change agents, excelling in their academics while leading the charge in the fields of hospitality, travel, business, and entrepreneurship. We believe at SOAR that there are untapped resources and potential in our own communities and in our own children And with adequate resources and opportunity, our success level can match or surpass any of our counterparts. Once again, that is SOAR, Success Over and Above Reality. Now, if you want to look up SOAR, if you want to donate to SOAR uh, as the nonprofit, you want to feed into the kids into the uh, various neighborhoods, the website is Let's Soar NJ. Dot org. That's L-E-T-S-S-O-A-R-N-J dot org. Less sore N-J dot org. So get out there and if you if you're looking for a place to donate, if you're looking for a nonprofit, you know, to give your your, your givings uh, to, if you've got places on your heart to help the underserved youth uh, in, in in community, mostly BIPOC children, um, please donate to the organization, lessortnj.org. And so definitely excited about that. Anybody that's listening that's in the New York, New Jersey, Newark area, um, there will be a Rock the Block party 
that's going to be held in Roselle, New Jersey. Um, hold on one second. Let me get that. Let me get that address because I know I got some listeners that are that are in New York and some good friends of mine that are following. Some of my friends are probably listening right now because they know that I'm going to be bringing up the CEO and founder, Rosie. Rosie, who uh, her and I go way back, all the way back to high school. So, um, yes, they got an event coming up on October 16th. It's called the Rock the Block Community Event in Roselle, New Jersey. Um, I believe the address is on 7th Avenue. And um, when Rosie gets on here, I have her give the uh, the full address. Of course, you know, you guys know I'm in Dallas, Texas. So uh, when it comes to other cities and states, you know, I want to make sure I get it right. Don't want to give you the wrong information. So make sure you guys tune in for that. And um, Kenny, thank you so much for pulling that up. I appreciate that. I think I just saw it leave the Zoom. So that's perfect for all my people that's watching live. So we're going to hop into it. Yes, and it's down there. Seventh uh, uh, Avenue and Cherry Street. I knew I was going to forget the other name of it. So make sure you guys uh, come out if you're in that area. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, October 16th is going to be a lot of free things going on for the kids. An opportunity to donate to further this program and build this program. And in about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, uh, Rosie will definitely be hopping on this call to talk more about uh, SOAR. I am the COO of SOAR, and she is the CEO, founder, visionary, incredible African-American, powerful woman of God that's going to go come on here, and she's going to tear it up today. I'm just excited to have her. You know, we everybody who run the world, girls, so us men, you know, we just got to pay attention to that. Because it's like 2.7 of them versus us. So if we accept it, you know, and still be the strong black men and leaders that we need to be, you know, the the, the women will take us into that next century because it's just more of them. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, they win, they win by numbers, <laughs> you know. Um, oh, well, that's an interesting story. Uh, I, I don't know if Kenny meant to pull that up or not. But um, this just in on Monday, September 27th at 2.40 p.m., I believe that's Eastern Standard Time, Robert Kelly found guilty on counts. He's going to face decades in prison. Now, this is a health and wealth show, so I'm going to touch on this for about two minutes because I know how people feel about R. Kelly. Some people think he did it. Some people think he didn't do it. But I mean, we had controversial conversations uh, about OJ too, right? So here's an example of somebody who amassed a lot of wealth, right? But didn't have his health together. Because whether he did or didn't do it, because now the court of law said he did it. His mental capacity to even try to Do any part of it, small or minute, or the way he he went about doing this, it points back to mental stability and mental health, in all honesty. Because I'm not going to say whether I agree or disagree whether he did it or not. They did confirm for all my listeners out there that, you know, he was married to Aaliyah. She was underage. And it was not with their parents' consent. 
So I'm just going to lead with that and let you unfold the story from there, right? But that is a great example of how not addressing your mental health when you amass such wealth and how important it is, especially as a black man in this society and any man for that matter, you know, Kenny can attest to this definitely, you know, we hold in a lot of our feelings, a lot of our hurts, our pains, our guilt, our past, you know, um, I've got a great friend of mine that, that, that is opening those doors for men in mental, mental health. Uh, King Harrison, he's a fellow coach of mine. And he talks about the fact that, you know, when he was six, seven years old, he was, um, you know, molested by two women, right? But he held on to it his entire life and never told anybody because he grew up in the same era I grew up in. You hold your emotions, you don't cry, you don't tell people things like that. And he had one of those moms that, you know, saying, and most moms that are listening to this, despite whatever color it is, you know, whatever color they are, uh, you're very protective of your children. And so one of the things his mom said to him was, you know, if, if anybody was to do something like that to you, you know, I'm gonna kill him, right? So just think about that as a six, seven year old kid, something bad happens to you, you know, and, and you have enough sense to know if I tell my mom and she actually goes and does this to these people, I'm going to lose my mom, right? You know, and people don't think the kids think that way, but they do. And him opening it up about that has always been phenomenal to me because a lot of men probably have had that happen. And that's probably why they deal with the sexual improprieties that they deal with growing up in life that they never addressed it or talk about it. And that's a mental health issue, right? They didn't address that mental because they were afraid. You know, uh, most of the, the people that deal with, you know, post, um, you know, deal with that PTSD coming from the military, you know, it's most men because they won't go to the psychiatrist or the psychologist or, or, or the doctor and talk about it, right? They hold that in. And mental health is just as important and crucial as it is the food you consume and the health in your body. You know, it's, it's when, you know, when you hear me talk about mindful eating for the beloved community, it's not just what you eat. It's also what you consume in your mind. And we got to get rid of some of these false ideals that us as men, that it's unhealthy for us to speak, that it's unhealthy for us to, to talk about these pains that are going on in life, to talk about these hurts to be, um, what's the, what's the word to be vulnerable, right? You know, uh, I was looking up the word passive the other day and everybody always think that passive is, is, is a negative connotation with being a, you know, man. And if you look up the root definition of it, it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean to be, you know, relaxed and afraid. It means to be, uh, you know, prepared for anything, you know, and it's, it's interesting how we've taken these words, especially as men, and have put it in the context to make it negative for us to be vulnerable when our mind is the most precious thing that we have. It's the most precious commodity, you know, in the body. It doesn't have a price tag on it. It tells the rest of the body what to do, right? So if you're not dealing with that, imagine what your mind with those negative connotations is doing to your health and your body by not expressing those feelings and not expressing those hurts and pains that go on. I mean, it's, man, it's, it's, mm. I said, I said three minutes, but, um, you know, mental health has been, it been high for me today. 
Collect, go right ahead. I see you popping in. We see you. Let's go. Let's get this woman's perspective on mental health. Well, how's it going out there? Man, it's outstanding today. Good. I know my fans you. are pumped up. Ain't y'all pumped up? I know y'all yes. can't really you of know, course. say anything, but we know they are. Of course they are. And as I said to you earlier, you really are the man. You are, you've got so much energy. When you walk into a room, you're simply a burst of energy. <laughs> but I want to say, I think... I'm sure that you're right on the money. You are right on the money. And without question, you are the man when you walk into a room. You've got such a burst of energy. It's absolutely wonderful. I love it. I adore it. And what I wanted to say about the comment is that you're right on the money. You are so absolutely right. We are raised, our heritage, our culture says that men are not supposed to be vulnerable. Men are supposed to be the, the leaders, supposed to be the tiger in the bunch, the king of the castle, all of these things, which does not give men an opportunity to really show their feelings, their emotions. And they don't go way back to talk about those feelings and emotions and things that happened in their past that got them to where they are presently. So when you talk about the things that R. Kelly has been involved in, And when I realized I was dancing to R. Kelly, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to dance to that. But he probably has a whole lot in his past that he has been grappling with and never got help with. How dare he marry underage girls? That's just crazy. That right there is crazy. And all of the things that, that he did to all of those girls, they'll never get over that. They will never get over that. And by the same token, we excused him for so long. He was excused because he made good music. So people knew what he was doing. Me and a few others didn't know. But we excused him. And just like some of his attorneys said, he's been quite generous. He's been generous. He did this. He did that. None of them have denied his wrongdoings. They, he says he didn't do these things, but they haven't said that he didn't do these things. So we've got, a whole, we've got a whole lot that has to be uncovered. And if we don't begin to uncover this, we've got decades and decades and generations, generations of, of abuse, generations of deeds that are just absolutely unforgivable. But we do everything that we can to smooth it over. And we've mm-hmm. got to stop that. We have to stop that because it's those who come behind us that suffer. This is true. This is true. And, and, and another thing when I think about it, it was something that I brought up, um, I don't know, a few years ago. When he, <laughs> uh, maybe more than a few years ago when he got in trouble the first time for it, right? And and he was found not guilty, right? And... Um, <laughs> Has anybody ever seen the show Boondocks? Right? So Boondocks did a spoof about R. Kelly, you know, <laughs> and how he went through his trial and things like that. And one of the things I remember Pop saying that I've said to people before, um, and it, it makes me think of it now because of thinking about mental health, right? If you think about his first, I believe his first album was 12 Play, his first solo. Before that, he was with... Um, Public Announcement, I believe was the name of the group. R. Kelly and Public Announcement. You know, he had songs like, you know, I Don't See Nothing Wrong with Lil Bump and Grind. 
You know, he had songs, Give Me That Honey Love, You Remind Me of My Jeep, I Want to Ride It. And most of his songs were sexually geared. It, it, not necessarily even, I wouldn't even just say most of them. I would say majority of them were sexually geared. So he had been crying out for mental stability and health for some time. It's just that he was making money. It was in the 90s. Nobody was really listening to the fact. And we enjoyed the music. Yes. So it was like, oh, it was good, fun music, you know. Yes. I mean, they've been doing love songs and things like that from, you know, the beginning yeah. beginning of the time. Yeah. You know, it was nothing new. It was just to us, it was yeah. just a love song. But if you really just look at the It the, wasn't the, the a track, love song. It was a tragedy. It wasn't right. a love song. It was and a tragedy. And he was saying, I wouldn't yeah. doubt if he had some, something like that that happened to him as a youth. I wouldn't mm-hmm. doubt if it was something that happened to him, you know, in, in throughout his life that he never talked about that maybe right. he witnessed that right. it actually happened to him, you right. know, things of that nature. And he put it in his music for years. It probably wasn't until he was about 40 where he was starting to put out music that was fun, acceptable party yeah. kind of thing. Kind of like the step in the name of love. He started getting into love yeah. songs. I believe I can fly things like that. And it, it, it became less, sex generated right now, now i really think that, that that's probably what it was he had been dealing this from youth right Don't talk about it put it in his music yeah and now he did i believe i can fly he did the one for the space jam soundtrack oh my god when i say when i when i tell you that his mental health his mental health was probably something that really needed to be checked yes yeah you know you're right man. you're right man you're right. But you know what, uh, Kenny, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls and get a nice commercial break. I always like to shout out my other podcasters that are on Intentional Talk Radio Network. Um, there's some phenomenal shows, some phenomenal doctors and authors and people with incredible stories to really help the BIPOC community really become more successful, work together and build. So here at uh, Intentional Talk Radio... You know, we always like to promote them and let you know a little bit about it. So we're going to take a quick station identification break, as they would say in FM radio. And I'm going to let Kenny put some stuff up there or Colette lend her wonderful voice (laughs) to the momentary commercial break we're going to have. And uh, we'll be right back with the menu. All right. Recipe Monday. You are listening to Menu Mondays with Andre Blassingame. The chef extraordinaire. Come on back, folks. After this quick break, we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Talk Radio Network. Be sure to tune in every second and fourth Sunday from 4 to 5 Pacific for New Horizons, a mind and body connection with Dr. Keisha Ross. Every Sunday from 5 to 6 Pacific for Shine with Shondell with Shondell Wilhite. And also every Sunday, the prayer call for all with Galette Williams from 6 to 7 Pacific. On Mondays, tune in from 1 to 2 Pacific for the recipe Menu Mondays with Chef Andre Blassingame. Also on Mondays, tune in from 7 to 8 Pacific for Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss Bennett. And every first and third Monday, tune in from 8 to 9 Pacific for In Your Own Words with Dr. Godwin Orkay. Tune in every first and third Tuesday from 4 to 5 Pacific for Your Life, Your Health with Dr. George Bell. And every Tuesday, tune in from 5 to 6 Pacific for 
for Change Matters with Kenny Hendricks and Colette Williams. Then on Wednesdays, tune in from 5 to 6 Pacific for conversations with Colette and Corliss, with Colette Williams and Dr. Corliss Bennett. And every second and fourth Wednesday for Smart Money Moves from 4 to 5 with Helena J. Connolly. Hey folks, like what you're hearing? Well, not only can you listen to us live, but you can catch our podcast on Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Simplecast, and Player.fm. Make sure you check it out. Hey everyone, it's Colette Williams from Change Matters. Have you ever thought about hearing your voice in lights? Well, what I mean is on radio with thousands and thousands of people listening. Well, now is your chance. You can join us here at Intentional Talk Radio by hosting your own show. Bring your friends and your family. You might become the next Tom Joyner or The Breakfast Club. Call us. Drop us a line. Let's make it happen. That's Intentional Talk Radio Network, 214-919-5605. Or drop us a line at changematters99 at gmail.com. That's changematters99 at gmail.com. See you then. Thank you, Kenny Hendricks, and we are back right here on Many Mondays with Chef Andre Blassingain. He's going to bring to you all the news and information that you want to get right here. He's got a great guest. So come on, folks, get with it right here, Menu Mondays with Andre Blassingain. Andre, it's on you. Appreciate you, Colette. Welcome back to Menu Mondays, The Recipe with Chef Dre Blass. And uh, as you know, we were briefly talking about R. Kelly and his conviction of being guilty and faces plenty of decades. And of course, you know, this is a health and wealth show. So we talk about mental health and stability. And so we're going to get back into that uh, because my guest has arrived. You know, I'll stop everything for special guests that hop on the show. So let me give you a wonderful intro. You guys have already heard about uh, a SOAR and, and, you know, success over and above reality. We've already talked about that in the very, very beginning of the show. Now I want to bring you, I want to bring up the CEO and founder and my good friend, uh, um, Rosie. Now I'm going to read Rosie's bio because this is an incredible woman. Okay. Now Rosie serves on the executive board as founder and CEO of SOAR Hospitality Travel YLC Inc. Established in 2013, Rosie desires through SOAR, a multifaceted 501c3 nonprofit organization was to provide educational awareness and practical tools to youth in underserved communities seeking to broaden their scope of hospitality, travel, business, and entrepreneurship. Rosie's own experience as an inner city team with limited resources, Shawnee High School, shout out to Shawnee High School, Louisville, Kentucky, baby, the Academy, nothing but love, coupled with her extensive love for travel and longing for a better tomorrow, ultimately inspired her to pay it forward by giving back and paving the way for others to live out their dreams turning into reality. Now, Rosie was just 16 years old when she enrolled in her high school's travel and tourism magnet program. This decision would prove to be a life changer, opening doors to her to travel abroad with her first trip being to the pristine Golden Sands Hotel with your boy, the chef in Barbados, where she served as an intern. This program afforded her the opportunity to see the world from a much different and more diverse lens. And the seed was planted. The seed was planted. So Rosie uh, is a senior enlisted member of the United States Air Force Air National Guard, where she serves as the unit training manager 
uh, for an intelligence squadron. She's been an active member of the Air Force for over 16 years, traveling both locally and abroad, meeting and working with people at various ethnicities, cultures, and backgrounds. You know, um, think about we got a powerful woman on here. We're talking about somebody that went from the inner city to being in a a, a traveling tourism program that took her in international travel to join the Air Force, still in the Air Force, still advancing in the Air Force. I haven't even told you about her position at Rutgers University together as the education and training specialist to design, develop, implement, enhance, and oversee training programs and activities for our organization. We're talking about a woman that is extremely powerful. We're not talking about somebody that's just, you know, this, this, this is a powerful guest. You just wait till you see what comes up even better. She receives her a bachelor's summa cum laude. Yes, sir. Let's go in business admin and a master's cum laude in public administration with an emphasis on nonprofit organizations, which is why me and her are connected with this wife, mentor, entrepreneur, leader, youth and community advocate. She says, my past is what inspired my present to pay it forward for their future. And with that being said, Rose, come around. Are you there, man? Oh my goodness. Leave it to you. <laughs> the second ah. stage. <laughs> oh, make somebody man. feel real nice and nervous. <laughs> hey man, you hey man, you know, if you come on my show, you get you bringing the power, you bringing the thunder, you got the credentials to back it up. <laughs> and and the, isn't that right, Colette Colette knows. Let know we're gonna bring people that's got credentials to back it up, not he, just word talking wordplay. And he's the one to bring it in. You see all that energy, oh my that goodness, he's got, yeah. all that, all that, all that. He he's really verbose, yes. as I've been told. And he he's out there. I love it. He's out very there. Very boisterous. I, I, I'm used to it. I'm very accustomed to it. But you know, sometimes it's just like he okay, can bring Jay. it. Right. He can bring it. <laughs> and, and 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 don't let her get twisted when she hey when she praises somebody she does the same thing you know when she talks about me when we have our different board meetings or um we've got this thing we do with the board when uh something significant or something special we do these celebratory announcements right and when she get on the announcement something that's like insignificant to us like a job <laughs> promotion or uh you know winning a contest or something oh it turns into like a five to ten minute spectacle in the whole meeting now it should, in my mind, it should take a minute. But with Rosie, her intro was warranted based on the output that she brings. <laughs> so don't let her get it twisted. It's not just me. She is a titan. <laughs> she is a titan. Well, welcome well, to know, the show, Rosie. Welcome to the show. You. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been you know a day. What, so thank you. You know, <laughs> you know what they say about great minds. They think alike, they like. <laughs> right. and they and they should always walk together. Oh my goodness, hand in yeah. hand. We we've yeah. been there for twenty five years, so yeah, yeah. We Man. ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's that, that's facts. That's it. Facts, no cap, as they would say, no cap. Oh lord, no. So yeah, right, all right, Rosie. So let me get into the interview because uh, yes. I know parenting is fun. So let's get into the interview. So. <laughs> From 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 your perspective, tell everybody, you know, from from you and Soar. I know I've read some incredible things about you, uh, what I think about you, and, and 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 how I feel about you and your leadership. But tell uh, you know my listeners out there uh, about Soar um, from your own mouth in your journey to building Soar. Right. So Soar was something that came um, in, through a dream, actually, that I had had back in 2010. Um, and I'm a, you know, faith-based, 
um, um, individual. I am very, you know, strong in my faith. And, you know, I believe um, that, you know, God speaks to me. And um, I believe that he is the reason why I am where I am today. I know that I just believe, but I know that he is where I am today. So I first and foremost want to thank God for this platform and the opportunity to be here. Um, And, you know, I I had a dream about, so I kept having these dreams about me sitting in a classroom. It's weird because I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I'd have these visions of me sitting in a classroom and first I'd be sitting in the in the 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 learning seat and then I'd be sitting over a student I couldn't see who the student was but it was almost like it was me like teaching me and it was so it was it was so profound um and I couldn't see any of the other students but I knew that I was I was in this school and I'm learning and you know that's actually what motivated me to go back to school to get my bachelor's and you know following my master's and um, but it's, it started in 2010 from a dream and it was, you know, something that had always been a passion of mine, um, you know, from my, my, you know, early, or excuse me, my childhood and, and being in high school and coming up in an in inner city urban area, um, where, you know, the opportunities for us, you know, within the, the, the BIPOC community, you know, they were very less, uh, and few and far between. And so, um, you know, it was always a desire of mine. I loved to travel, even though I didn't, I probably lived probably more vicariously through others and their, you know, ability to travel, watching movies and TV shows or whatever. And I just, I just had this love for travel and I had this love for, um, you know, just meeting new people and, 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 you know, empowering people, because for me, I felt like, you know, people who poured into me, I wanted to be able to do that same, you know, or or to serve in that same capacity for others. Um, so SOAR started in 2010 as a result of my, you know, what I went through. And Dre, you, you, you hit it on the nail with everything, so I don't want to, you know, uh, regurgitate anything, but it really, that was like the pinnacle for me. That was the, the you know, what helped me to, um sort of get sore off the ground. Um, and in 2010, I reached out to you, Andre, and I explained to you, I don't know if you remember, but I, re- I called you and I called a couple of other um, of our, you know, past um, cohort or classmates and, you know, told you guys what the dream was about and, you know, how I really wanted to just see this happen and see it come to fruition. And Andre, you were like on, but it was like, like Miss um, Colette said, like we the our minds were talking the same language and you were on board from the beginning. And it was just, I had this vision and you helped, you know, to bring it, you know, to fruition, to the forefront. And, you know, there was some, there were a lot of, of, of things that transpired uh, between 2010 to 2013, but in 2013, we actually received our nonprofit um, status, a 501c3 status, um, after three years of kind of putting everything in motion, you know, getting all the documents together, um, just sort of establishing ourselves. And uh, we created our board and, you know, we started we actually hit the ground running, you know, we, I started going out into the communities and really just telling everybody who we were, what we were doing. We were under a different, uh, slightly different name at the time and, uh, focusing more on hospitality and travel. We have since expanded. Um, and it really was just, you know, it, it was amazing that, that, that beginning, the beginning stages of that were, it was amazing, you know, and then it it was, you know, trials and triumphs and (laughs) there was a whole bunch of, Oh my goodness. Um, and then we, you know, 
that we got our 501c3 and I feel like almost immediately after we we you know kind of took a little bit of a hiatus but the the desire for me to work with youth and for me to you know plant the seed as our website says that is something that has always been my desire you know to pay it forward and to um you know plant um, or pour into others what was poured into me through the program that you and I had gone through um, at Shawnee High School. Shout out to Shawnee High School. Um, you know, and the <laughs> the travel and tourism program that uh, we were a part of. Like, I would have never, you know, and, you know, God works in mysterious ways, you know, and he, he knew, you know, but I feel like I probably would never have had that opportunity had it not been, uh, you know, for the doors that opened up for me there at Shawnee. And, you know, we are where we are now uh, because of where we were then, you know, and, you know, we're not a statistic, um, you know, and that's kind of something that we're trying to break now, the barriers and, you know, the, the um, those, I guess, cultural barriers and, 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 you know, change the mindset, you know, you talk about mindset and, and mindfulness and, you know, that, that's the goal to change the mindset of our young people, you know, and teach them that there are ways um, to be successful within their own rights and to provide them with the resources um, that, you know, unfortunately are not readily available to them as they are, you know, their more affluent counterparts. Um, and so that's where we kind of step in to bridge the gap uh, and to ensure that our youth are, you know, not are only learning um, the fundamentals and applications, um, but, you know, also uh, being able to, you know, produce um, and to be able to be successful, you know, and whatever they decide to do, not everybody's is made out for college, you know, not everybody's made out for, um, you know, corporate, maybe they want to be an entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, but that is, that's my goal, you know, is to make sure that whatever path they, you know, a road they want to take that we help to set that path for them. Um, we don't dictate the path for them. We help to set them up for success in whatever path they choose to take. And that is, you know, that's kind of where I am. Hopefully I didn't run that into the ground too much. <laughs> oh, no, you did that very well. You did that very, I mean, because you got to think it's a, it's, it, it's a journey. So, you know, in building a company or building a brand, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a journey. And you as the founder and someone that I would consider to be the visionary because you had the dream and you put a team together to make the vision come true. And you're still working incredibly hard and dedicated to it with all the other things that you have going on. You talk about, I'm being busy, man. When I started <laughs> reading your, your resume. I was like, man, she's just as busy as me. I don't know why she get on my, you know, get on my case. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, so, and thank you for that. Letting everybody know, um, Soar, because people on this show, now I talk about Soar at least every other episode, if not every episode. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things that are near and dear to the heart. So right. uh, definitely excited. So g give me a little bit of um, um, your definition of, because you talked about mindful briefly up there, because, you know, I'm always talking about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Give me your definition of, of what, what it means to you uh, and your community as it pertains to SOAR pushing forward. Um. So for me, you know, in terms of mindfulness, and that, that's, you know, what I was saying earlier, as far as just um, knowing your place, 
you know, and especially for us in the black and brown communities, you know what I mean? We've always been sort of put in this sort of uh, status quo where, you know, it's almost expected for us not to succeed. And if we succeed, we're like, you know, the the few and far between who do so. Um, and so I'm trying to kind of get our youth out of that mind frame of, um, you know, being that less than 1% or whatever the statistics uh, they put on us are, um, and really being mindful of, you know, your, your worth. And so for me, it's really important that our, you know, I'm, I'm very big on, you know, com- community engagement, yes, but more so with our youth, you know, and really pouring into them, really, um, you know, helping them to understand that they have, um, you know, the world at their fingertips, like, every, you know, th- there is nothing too hard for God. And I'm, you know, I ain't gonna preach on here today, but I'm gonna tell you what's real, as you would say facts, you know, and, you know, as long as we can believe it, we can achieve it. You know, that's not just a cliche. Um, that is also in the word of God, you know, so for me, I'm, mindfulness is really knowing your place and knowing who you are in Christ and knowing where you stand in the world. Because for me, I'm like, you know, sky's the limit. You know, the sky's not the limit. You know, the sky is basically just the view, right? The sky is whatever limit you take it to, um, you know, but that for me, that is what mindfulness is. Understanding your worth and knowing your place in this world and where you stand and how you can stand with the big dogs, you know, and still be just as powerful, just as impactful, just as effective, you know, as our counterparts, um, you know, and just speaking that, speaking that daily into, you know, our lives and speaking positivity into our lives. You know, sometimes we have to speak, you know, Bible says sometimes you just got to speak over yourself. You got to encourage yourself like David did. You got to encourage yourself in the Lord. And, you know, sometimes you, people are going to, you're going to lose friends, you know, you're going to gain some enemies, a lot of enemies, and you're going to lose some family, some friends along the way, you know, but what you do with, you know, with that um, is what matters, you know, and sometimes you just got to speak to yourself, encourage yourself and keep moving forward. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, y'all, y'all listen to this. What, what, man, listen to the jewels that she's dropping. I got to make sure I got to share this with the, you know, with the rest of the youth in, 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 in up there in Roselle, New Jersey. They got to hear their leadership that's in their community. She said the sky is not the limit. It's just the view. Mm. Think about that. For everybody that's listening out there, think about that when they talk about people going to Mars. You know, we've got we've got Elon Musk trying to go to the, you know, to Mars and mm-hmm. my boy over at Virgin and Jeff Bezos. Well, think about when they talk about, you know, the sky is the limit. They're, they're pushing that limit because now right. it's a view and they're trying to see that view from the top as opposed to, you know, underneath and trying to get there. So that's a powerful word right there. My, actually, you know, I, my brother kind of coined that because he was like, babe, you got to under, he goes, no, babe, you got to, no, 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 you got to see it beyond that. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, no, why, why should the sky be my limit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So shout out to my man. brother, Nathan Ingram. Nate, for help, helping me see that. <laughs> oh man. Hey, Nate, that'll preach. If you're listening to this, you're going to hear this one, one day. That'll preach right there. Yeah. That'll definitely preach. Man, that was definitely powerful. Definitely, definitely Thank powerful. You. I appreciate you for that. Absolutely. You know, I get to hear it, but now everybody else gets to hear it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, this, you know, you know, my show is about health and wealth, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I talk about that pretty regularly. So I know with our program with SOAR, especially pushing business and entrepreneurship and, and hospitality and travel, 
um, tell the listeners a little bit about your thoughts on how we close the intelligence or the information or the tools needed to close that wealth gap for people of color and um, our counterparts. I like the way when you say counterparts, I think I'm going to use it on my show. Because <laughs> Coletta tell you, I'll be a little bit more direct, you know, yeah. the, the, the 1% politically the correct, one, but <laughs> right. the counterparts. They are our counterparts. They are no better right. than us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, what, what, what are some of the, the, the ways that you think about closing the wealth gap um, in that area? Um, first, you know, education. Um, I think education is key, you know, which is why we do what we do with SOAR, right? You know, one of our major um, pushes uh, when even as, you know, we're working with our consultant and we're going through our goals and, you know, I, I think we had to kind of, you know, pull back a little bit and uh, see, pers- you know, the perspective of our uh, young intern. But for us, we were just like, you know, education, 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 we were pushing education. And, you know, for me, I still think education is you know, is key. And I don't necessarily mean it has to be in some sort of academia setting. Like, you know, you can learn um, by experience. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the books, although books are very important as well. You know, I don't, um, you know, discredit or discount, um, um, you know, the effectiveness of reading because that is also education. Uh, But I feel like, you know, even just in your own experience, you know, I think that that um, has, you know, a lot to do with us coming up. Um, in the world and, and, you know, being just as um, marketable or, you know, just as achieved, you know, as achieved as the next person, Um, you know, we gotta, we have to educate ourselves. We have to know, you know, we gotta learn what we don't know. You know, we gotta, we gotta learn our, our, our our boundaries. We gotta learn, you know, our, um, you know, how far we can take things. We, we just have to educate ourselves. And that's across the board in everything um, that we do, you know, from the academic side of things, as you know, I work in academia, so I can't, you know, not put that out there. And then for SOAR, you know, we're always pushing um, education, you know, but I think even in, 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 you know, learning experiences, um, whatever you learn from that, you know, you take that and you grow with it, you know, and, 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 you know, whether good, bad, and different, whatever the case may be, you know, you don't, either you're going to let it define you or you're not, depending on, you know, what the lesson is that you learn from it, you know, it's, it's either going to define you or, you know, you're just going to keep moving forward from it. Um, but, you know, it, we, we got to educate ourselves first. Um, and then I think, you know, it's important to, uh, you know, support our own, you know, we we have we are so into supporting, you know, the the Louis, and the Vuittons and the Gucci's and the you and know the Michael Jordan and the stiletto, you know, all these other uh, you might, yeah. <laughs> you uh, know and, and, that and the Michael Jordan. And <laughs> the now Michael that he Jordan. owns, let me let me take a step back. Now that the, the Jordan brand is, I think it's it's hundred percent black owned of his trademark name, but Nike still gets a percentage. He's the majority as being the minority as he was back in the day. Oh, so awesome. back in the day, we put a lot of money in Jordan. Right, right, it's exactly. Investing in our own community. So I exactly. get where you're going. Keep exactly. Going. Going. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, and just like we talk about with our community events that we're hosting, you know, um, supporting our local vendors, supporting our entrepreneurs, supporting our businesses, you know, black and brown businesses, you know, those who are on the come up and those who, you know, are looking for that support from their people. We as a 
as a people, geez, Louise, I was saying this the other day with one of my co- talking to my colleague about this. You know, we are probably the least supportive of any culture, of any, you know, ethnicity and whatever. Like we are the least supportive of our own. Um, and we have to break that sort of cultural stigma or, you know, whatever uh, that is and why ever that is. And then it could, you know, I feel like it, it just dates back, you know, uh, centuries, you know, from that mind, you know, the, the things that they put in our minds to kind of keep us against one another because they knew how powerful we were when we were cohesive, you know, and when we were, you know, when, when we did bind together, they saw the power mm-hmm. in that unity. And so I, I feel like that is a part of it. And it's kind of just from generation to generation, it's kind of just, you know, festered on a little bit, it's late, you know, maybe a little bit dormant, but every now and then you see it, you know, and it, and, and it surfaces and it's heart, you know, disheartening to see that, we don't support ourselves more, you know, and when you, you know, when we see our brothers or our sisters coming up, it's almost, you know, like we do a little bit of hating sometimes, you know, instead of congratulating. I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm trying, to, listen, I'm trying to be, uh, you know, modest with my approach here, Andre, on my first time on your show. So well, yes. I'll let you, I'll let you be modest. And I say, if I always hate, <laughs> hey, man, why are you always hating? There's a whole song we make songs about. The yeah. fact that we hate on each other. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But continue, continue. No, and it's, so that's what it is, though. It's just, I feel like it's a, you know, it's a long stem, stemming, um, you know, just just a, a, a chain, you know, that needs to be broken, you know, and, and something that we are kind of conform, we've conformed to because it's been a part of our culture for so many years and because it's been a part of our DNA for so many years. Um, and it's just, you know, now that, that, you know, we're, we are in this, um, you know, new era where, you know, black lives matter and, you know, um, you know, we're, we're a little bit, a lot more aware, you know? And so I feel like it helps us appreciate us a little more. Um, right. So I, I I think you know there there is hope, <laughs> um, but I feel like you know that's what we also bring to the table. You know is is helping us you know helping us encourage us you know and uh, you know bringing us up um, you know because we 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 have a, a seat at the table, man. We always did, you know. We we created the table, man. We built Facts. the table. There we go. We, we created the table. The table. We, right. we, we create, we, we, we blueprinted the table. We, you know, we would the mind, you know, the brainchild of the table. And I mean, you know, that's how it's always been. You know, when you read history books, they ain't going to tell you, you know, everything, all the sweat, blood and tears that we put into every infrastructure and everything, you know, around us, you look around and, you know, you know, it was, it was from us, <laughs> you know, we, mm-hmm. we did that, you know, and, and unfortunately, uh, you know, it, it ain't, it ain't what it, what it seems, uh, it, facts. you know, so it's just, it's unfortunate, but again, that's something that for me, I feel like that's how we bridge that gap, you know, know our worth, um, support each other, um, you know, and then pay it forward. You know what I mean? Like, you know, do something, um, effective, you know, do something out of the box, do something out of your norm, out of your comfort zone, do something that's going to impact, someone's life you know don't just sit around and wait for someone to come to you wait for your opportunity to come to you You create the opportunity you know and not only for yourself but you create the opportunity for those who are coming behind you um and that's for me that's how we you know 
that's how we come up and that's it <laughs> man that's hot stuff you know because uh um you know for my people out there you know jay-z's been dropping a lot of knowledge on his his albums as he's been you know uh, older and one of the things he says you know uh don't die of the neighborhood your mama's renting mm-hmm. you know take that drug money you got and spend it and buy the neighborhood back that's how you rinse it yeah. right and we don't necessarily teach that enough as as parents or right. as people that grew up in these neighborhoods, are we teachers to get the bag or to get the money? We don't teach how to reinvest it to take back the block. See, we have poor ghettos and, and, and poor low-income areas because we don't teach the next generation to buy the block back. We don't right. buy the block back. A lot of times, you know, we, we've been taught you move to a better neighborhood. I mean, the, you know, the yeah. Jefferson's taught yeah. us that we're moving on up. You mm-hmm. go to a bigger neighborhood. You get yeah, out of the <laughs> Right. You know, we don't say, hey, you just bought this deluxe apartment in the sky that you could have bought three buildings in the hood for renovated and did a whole change. Yeah. And that education and knowing the worth of us as people of color is one of the critical components that's missing. And like, like Rosie said, it's something that has been ingrained in us for the, the, the history of this country because the history of people in Africa was not like this. You know, when you think about Masa Musa, Musa, a.k.a. King Solomon in the Bible, he was richest, considered to be richest man in the Bible, right? And when you, when you take that, that knowledge and that thought and that power and you empower people with it, People always want to be envious and take that power, right? And it, it, it causes a mental shift. So when they took us from our land and, and, and it caused us to learn a language that uh, I was telling somebody the other day, a language that they stole because the English language is, 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 is kind of messed up. And it's messed up because the United States was trying so hard not to be like the British they they come up with words that mean the same thing and spell the same way. Me and me and Rosie had a text conversation about these kind of words, right? So it it, it yeah. stems all the way back to them trying not to be like them and did exactly what they did anyway. And they did it on the back of people of color. And it's all people of color, you Native Americans, the Hispanics, the blacks, all the people of color. And we've allowed it for too long. Now, I'm not saying anything about my counterparts. I'm not, you know, uh, uh, proclaiming that this is a a racist comment by any means. But if you take it that way, then the shoe fits. Okay, because, you know, I keep it real. It's and and anybody that don't like it. I mean, man, that's that's between you and God, you know, but it's it's real. And we as a people are just now really having freedom in the United States in the last 50 years for us to bond together. We've been hating on each other, separating each other. First, it started with color. Once we got to the point of freedom, it went from it went from house and field to light and dark. And then light and dark just took it to a whole nother thing. Yep. You know, you've got Stokely Carmichael on one side, and then you've got the super chocolate brother in Chicago. I can't remember his name right now. You know, it was a Black Panther. They couldn't even talk because they were different in color, right? And it's been documented that that was one of the problems. We couldn't even bring the unity together. That's because Master had put it in our minds to keep us separate in that personally. And see, that education is important for us as, 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 as Black and Brown people in the BIPOC community to really change that. And it starts with the youth. And I take that back. It starts with you. Because there's Y-O-U in the word youth. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you're old. You're the youth. So we've got to learn it. And it was a couple of things that that that, that I learned. I was at a uh, 120 conference with uh, Dr. Eric Thomas 
ET the Hip Hop Preach, I'm part of his his extreme execution coaching team. And we spent three days together and it was incredible. And one of the things that I took away from it that I already knew, but I wanted to make sure I put it in the right word and context for everybody listening as they go forward. He said, why do people see us differently than we see ourselves, right? You know, the show is about health and wealth. And we started off the show with mental health, um, you know, and then we bring Rosie in and we're still talking about the the mentality that needs to be changed with our youth that they can believe and achieve. It's not just a moniker or or a, 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 a phrase that rhymes. It's something that is implemented and can be implemented. He said, um, why do people see us differently than we see ourselves? Is that one, we see ourselves through a subjective lens, right? We see others through an objective lens right? That's why we can't see ourselves where we need to be. And others people can't see us because they don't see us subjectively. They see us subjectively. That's why when they see somebody of color, you know, they automatically, especially with black men, automatically think negative. Or if you see somebody that has the wrong color on it, you see somebody that's wearing baggy jeans and a t-shirt, or if I'm wearing, if I'm not in a suit and I walk into a meeting, it's like, and it's, it's, it's objective as soon as they see it. What can I object to? What is negative about you? What can I beat you down with, right? And then last one, it says, this is why we hate on each other, okay? This is why cultures do this, individuals and people. And y'all know I've said this on the last 12 shows. If you can control your emotions, you can control the world, right? So the last part of that says, when emotions are running high, clarity is running low. That was the most powerful statement that I got this past weekend, you know, um, besides uh, Jamal King saying that the Bible is for us now. So take what's in the Bible and substitute your name when you read it and write it down. Don't just read it. You know, say Abraham is the father of many nations. He used an example. He said, I inserted my name. Jamal is father of many nations because this is the Bible is applicable now. So, so you take, you know, you take your scriptures and your phrases and you put it in there. God is going to bless me and insert your name. Not just that you're reading that, you know, King David was blessed. I am blessed. And you put your name in there because see, there's power in the name, right? I know most of the people listening to the show are Christian believers. If you're not, you know, I, I hope, I hope you're right for you, right? But most of us as believers, we know there's power in the name. There's power in the name of Jesus, right? So when you have that power in the name and you can control your emotions, see your clarity becomes high enough to recognize that we're pulling our own people down, that we're destroying ourselves, you know? And emotions cloud your judgment. Okay, get out of my head. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Stop it, because that was what I was going to say. See what I mean? I, I got to go now. <laughs> you, hey, you took my talk see, point. that's why we on the same thing, same thing. But I had to put that in there because we started out talking about mental health and then we went into, um, you know, interviewing you and, and it still came all the way back to the mental health. People have to understand that when you're in your emotions, you don't clearly think, you don't clearly yeah. have the mindset that is necessary. And because black people have been in our emotions, people of color have been in our emotions for so long that's all we had that's all all we had we we had emotion and remember we had emotion in church we had emotion in the field we had emotion with music we had emotion and remember we weren't supposed to show it so when we were able when we thought we were free and we were able to show emotion 
we have not gotten away from that. So we do, we are reactionary people and reaction yep. is emotion. We react to everything. Mm-hmm. We react to every single thing. So if we ever get to that point where we can control that emotions, we control the world. I'm telling you. Yes. I'm yes. telling you, we'd be unstoppable. Right. Now we got about three minutes left. So uh, Rosie, in these last three minutes, tell us about Rock the Block. I'm excited for it because I'm actually flying up to New Jersey to be a part of yes. this. So, you know, and I might be there on Monday, so I might be broadcasting live from Roselle, New Jersey yes. from a podcast. Just, just FYI. Depends on my flight, right? <laughs> but uh, Rosie, tell us a little bit about because there's about three minutes left. Um, tell us, tell us about Rock the Block and um, what it's for and the details on where it is because this is going to be circulated for at least the next three to four weeks. So people are going to be able to see it. There you go. Thank you. So Rock the Block is a community networking event um, slash meet and greet where we are inviting the community to come out um, and we're doing, we're not calling it a block party uh, because that could take on a connotation you know, that we don't want it to. (laughs) Um, But it is, you know, it's an event for the community to come out and really for us to show our uh, support and our appreciation to the community. Obviously, you know, our first love is is the youth, um, but we need the community support, you know, in order for us to be able to do what we do. Uh, So rock the the block. Uh Oh, got to mute your phone. All right, go ahead. Rock the block. Sorry, that's one of our other, that's my HR administrator on the line right there. Um, Yeah, so Rock the Block. So SOAR, we're we're inviting anyone to come out. It's our first ever uh, community networking event. Um, You know, we'll be able to meet with the community. We're also going to have our councilman out and he's going to join us to say a couple of words. You know, we're going to have, we'll be supporting local businesses and entrepreneurs, uh, specifically Black-owned businesses and entrepreneurs. They'll come out, they'll set up shop free of charge. Um, So we're really, really excited about this endeavor. We're excited about uh, this undertaking. I went yesterday and completed my mission of getting all of the petitions signed for the 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 um, for the support from the community and from uh, the residents here on the block. It's actually going to be on my block, and so we're really excited about it. And this is just you know a, a taste of what's to come. Uh, we want to you know, introduce ourselves, reintroduce ourselves to the community um, in person this time. We did so last Ten time, seconds. but it was, oh, we did so. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and this time we want to do it in person. So if anyone's in the area, please come out and, and support. Excellent. You can find that information at letssoarnj.org. Yes. Make sure you go look it up. And like I said before, you know, if anybody want to give any donations or put anything out there, you know, yeah, you can contact myself or Rosie. Send us a message on uh, letssoarnj.org. So, as I always end the show with good news you can use. Who you are not, okay? Rosie, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always a pleasure spending time with you, hearing your incredible vision, and, and, and you're just a rock star of a person. So, thank you, know, so I appreciate you, it. I'm glad I've known you the last 25 years, man. I appreciate all your friendship over the years, but good news you can use who you are not. You are not what other people think of you. You are not what society has labeled you. You are not what you do for a living. You have a purpose that's greater than that. It's good news you could use. Find that purpose. This has been the recipe. Chef, coach, Trey Blast on intentional 
Talk Radio Network. And Appreciate you. you. Thank you for listening in. Thank you have for a, having me. Have, have a, a good incredible day. Have a good evening. And you have been listening to Chef Andre Glassing Game right here on the Intentional Talk Network. And it is time to say see ya. Until next week, and just as the chef has said, this is where we talk to you, for you, with you, and about you, and it is all good as you So take care, folks. Join us again next week for Chef Andre Blasingham, and this evening for Mindful Mondays with Dr. Forrest Bennett. We'll talk to you then. Have a good evening, and be safe.